0: Smatch the 21 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer to peer social betting platform that's US-based and legal in 40 states. Head to cut.com. that's dot tcom Use a promo code SGPN for a 10% bonus. And we're brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge, sponsored by Edge Boost. It's free to enter. $20,000 in Edge Boost deposit bonuses up for grabs. Enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL playoff. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, January the 10th. We are here to have a look at half of a Premier League state of action match day 21, split across two weekends, uh, so everyone can have a little winter break, put their feet up for a few days. Uh, Joining me from Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, hello
1: mate, how are you? Even Malcolm, yeah, not bad, it's not bad. It's been a bit of a, bit of a strange one tonight because you, you penciled this in for half eight, didn't you? So first of all, yeah, um, apologies for uh, Malcolm's poor planning. Um, if you were here not at really, 8.30, but... um, that wasn't meant to happen. If you look at our YouTube banner at the top, it definitely says 10pm. Um, I think we have been a bit out of sync over Christmas and New Year. Um, and we struggled. Yeah, you did try to
0: demonstrate the 10 p.m. by giving me a list of shows that started at 4:15, 11:30, 1:30, 2:30, half past six. So your you, your defense, Barry, wasn't particularly
1: robust. You, you must have only looked at one screen. We haven't we, we have moved from 8:30 to 10 o'clock ages ago. Um, I literally went you know. so Malcolm messages me at 8:35 saying where are you? Um, I'd literally yep. walked through the door five minutes earlier. I've been to the cinema. Been out with oh, having time with the family. I went to see you, Wonka, any Wonka. good? It was good, yeah. It wasn't what I expected. Um, I thought it was just going to be another rewrite of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, but it was a completely different story about Wonka when he was younger, so yeah, it was quite good. Uh, if you ever want to spend time with a family, Mark, and There's an idea for you. <laughs> for that.
0: Uh... Yeah, but I think they've been to say that. Bob, Bob didn't like the singing bits. He said, "He said the, there was a lot of singing." The, bits, here. the film bits were all right, but he wasn't into the singing bits. Uh Well, I'm not a big fan of the old cinema bars, as you very well know. I've seen about six films in my life, but that's a story for another day. Um. So yeah, you were an hour and a half late. So that's ninety ninety six pounds, Barry, in the air for next I'm year's here, Christmas thanks. fund. Uh, yeah, right. Next year's Christmas party is going to be a belt, that's a right solid start on the 10th of January. Um, who is in the chat? Harry, uh, Doherty, um, Chelsea fan is in. Pat, hello, Pat, how are you doing? Pat might be out walking the dog, or he might be doing something different. Michael is in as well. So if you are lurking, uh, come and say hello tonight. We will we'll have a little, uh, little bit of news and notes. Um, and then we'll get something. There's five games over this weekend: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then there's five games over next weekend. The uh, the Asian Cup and the Afcon, uh, the African Cup and Asian, start this weekend as well. So if you're looking for a bet on them, um, our last show that we did covers all of them. There uh, tonight. I, t- I have back the double tonight, Barry. I've done the Nigeria South Korea double. It's sixty to one. Oh yes, sixty to I'm one. Glad right you
1: um, I'm glad you didn't see the Nigeria double. face double. Um, unbelievable, that I know. Uh, uh, that
0: well, I'm going to get on to how and why I've been so cold at the minute. But even the fact that I tipped him up on Sunday night, old bonny face for Nigeria, and his, both of his legs fell off the minute I uttered his name. Um, so he's out for six weeks. Right, his legs grow back um, just because I completely jinxed him. But yeah, part of... Um, yeah, we're going to get on to me being terrible in a minute, Baz, because I need to talk it through. Um, <laughs> but I've uh, we've got some unfinished business, Barry, that you started over Christmas, and we
1: haven't heard anything about it since. What happened to the Polish cat? Um, the Polish cat, I think, has now been taken in by the new neighbours who happen to be Polish. What are the chances? So the Polish vacated their house left the cat, threw it at my mother-in-law and said, you look after that. Um, She didn't take it in, but she did keep putting food out for it because she felt sorry for it. So she would open the kitchen door and put some food there. It would come and get fed and then she'd kick it out. Um, uh, We turned up at Christmas and as she opened the door to let us in, this cat just came from nowhere and ran upstairs. Uh, So someone had to go and get it and chuck it out again. Um, But I think some new neighbours moved in. They were Polish. And they seem to have adopted the cat. So I think it's all all worked out well in the end. Um and they'll be the no, cat whatever. will be able to understand the new owners because they've got the same Polish language. So that that's works. what
0: I'm gonna say. Yeah, no language barrier, that's a There's right yeah. result, really, for that cat. <laughs> um good, pleased to get to the bottom of that. Um Jordan Henderson wants to come back, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> what it's it's right of himself, hasn't he? Uh apparently he didn't know what Saudi Arabia was going to be like. Not the correlation that he's a matam and therefore thick, but he's not doing them any favours. Um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't really do his research. He didn't go on TripAdvisor. Um, he should have got a Saudi Arabian cat, maybe. Um, but yeah, Jordan Henderson wants back, but nobody's really interested in him. We'll laugh now. We'll sign for Newcastle Bars after all of this. I've seen some rumours about that. Um, any thoughts on Jordan Henderson?
1: No, you he can fuck off. Still, over
0: there. <laughs> he can't fuck off. Harry's can't <laughs> that he could Zoom any other
1: cat, which is a very yeah. good point. Cats, cats. I don't think he's allowed near cats at the moment. No, he's not. It's frowned upon, isn't it? Um
0: I so, saw, yeah, I think that's my uh, my lifestyle. Covered, not much been going on this week, Baz.
1: Uh, anything to tell us? Um no, very quiet one really. Um as I say, being out tonight, bit of family time, you know, once every nice. couple of months or something, you've got to keep up appearances. Uh, but other than that, no, nah, not not a lot going on. Um, yeah, I need so I need to discuss
0: the fact that I couldn't pick my nose at the minute it Um incredibly cold. So I think it's th- I would say three weeks now. Came off a losing Premier League weekend, which wasn't terrible. But it was a loser. Um, then a terrible FA Cup weekend. Um, well, I blanked everything. I think I gave out five picks and missed a lot. Um, and then two AFL Cup semi-finals. One of them finished about twenty minutes ago, and missed on both of them. But I need to talk this through because it's a combination, Barry. Off bad picks, which is you can't. There's nothing you can do about that. Like you've got, you can't get away from that. Um, Okay, picks with no luck, which is not ideal. So since we recorded Wigan Man United, both teams to score. And Man United dominated most of the game. But I think Wigan did enough. Do you know what I mean? Like they missed a sitter after about three and a half minutes. Like, um, they, they missed plenty of presentable chances. So I still think that was the so making the right pick. So either making the wrong pick or making the right pick, which doesn't hit, or just Like, bad judgment again. So, Liverpool, Fulham tonight. These two EFL picks I had written down, both teams to score and over two and a half. Factored in, Middlesbrough looking quite lively against Villa. Middlesbrough get the goal. And then Chelsea, what? I tweeted out, as simple as it sounds, Baz, I think Chelsea have just got bad footballers. Like, because I watched that game and they were just getting everything wrong. They brought on Mudrick and and. Sterling and and Cole Palmer, and nothing was fluent. Every pass was half a yard behind. They were controlling it off their knee and running into each other. They never looked like scoring, even though they missed a gazillion chances. So I think the handicap was accurate in that Middlesbrough could be lively. And then I'd also just watched Newcastle dominate Sunderland and score three goals. So I thought Chelsea should be somewhere along that line. Absolutely nothing. I then scribbled out Liverpool v Fulham, both teams to score Over two and a half, live on air I scribbled that one out and took the Liverpool team Total, over two and a half So, a combination of all of those Things Barry, and I need to get this uh, Show back
1: on the road So if you got well, any, uh, I mean, What that hasn't helped you about them is, is cup football We haven't been, I mean I've I done okay In the FA Cup, I did hit the FA Cup Back and I did hit, I did hit. Um, a, few, a few of my picks, more of them Hit than didn't, um, AFL Cup Was shite for me Thought I was all right on the Chelsea game as well. I took second half to be the highest scoring. I mean, 30 yeah. minutes in, still nil-nil. I'm looking all right. And even when Middlesbrough get the goal in the first half, I'm like you. I'm thinking Chelsea will come back second half. They'll get a couple and we'll cash this. Um Chelsea won't were, were And then tonight for me was a Liverpool handicap, which never really, you know, fair enough. They got, got up to 2-1 and, and had chances to get a third. But, yeah... Poor, but I think the cup football has been hard, particularly the FA Cup. I was I was very fortunate to land that actor on the FA Cup. As I said that weekend, the Watford game, 95th minute. Um, Villa game was late, the Spurs game was late. Every every pick in there wasn't straightforward. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to know what Harry thinks as a Chelsea fan. They're just... You just can't trust them at all. Like We'll get on to them tonight because no. we've got them at the government weekend. But I, I was watching, for example, Sterling last night and the reason was because I had a bet builder and everything else hit. Cole Palmer shots, um, Madwagy shots. And the last thing I was waiting, all I needed was one more shot from Sterling. Just a shot. Didn't even have to be on target. And he was just totally out of the game for a large chunks of it. And he reminded me of how Rashford's been playing this season. He was, There he was no movement off the ball. He was... Throwing his arms in the air when nothing came to him, and he just like his body language looked poor. Um, I, d- I don't know. I don't know what to make of Chelsea. They're a they're a funny old team at the minute. Very difficult to work out. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the final,
0: I've got sort of bad judgment written down here as well because like getting away from the football. Like I said to you, I messaged you last Wednesday about the Giants, New York Giants, and I fancy those and the Raiders. And having picked out two bets, I've still somehow managed to not win from them. Do you know what I mean? Because I had them in with the Bleeding Patriots, which I didn't realise was the snow game and all that shit. So even the things I've been picking, um, I'm struggling to win with. So when you're cold, it's all different types of cold. Like, it's not just I'm making bad picks. I'm not winning with the good ones and then can't catch a break with with some of the others. So all combinations are cold. So we need to turn that round, Baz. Um we're going to turn that round this evening. This, Barry, I thought was really, really hard as well. To the point where I started to accosting strangers yesterday. Just like, I would I'd pass away to the shit. I'd sound there Burnley Litton. And like, you know, just trying to get a bead off someone. I like something. And Bob went to football. I was like, Bob, uh, Everton Villa? And he's like, oh, fucking hell, that's a hard one. I was like, yeah, you're right, it is a hard one. And then I went to play five-a-side. I brought Tiger back. We started talking about Newcastle Man City. And we're going to get to that game in a little while, but everything in my mind contradicted
1: everything that was in black and white on the screen. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've and done really... the same, same thing. I, I, there's so many things where I, I had something in my head and then you find something that contradicted, particularly on that Newcastle game. We'll, obviously, we'll get to it when we get to the games. Um, the rest of them, though, I mean, I've taken a similar approach to them all. We'll, we'll, you'll see what I mean in a bit. Um, but, yeah, they are tough games. But there's there's an easy way to deal with that.
0: Because we, <laughs> I mean, we talked, we started a couple of weeks ago saying this is like an overs league, it's an overs division, and I'm sitting here with three unders out of the five games in different guises. Just like honestly, second guessing myself, Baz, and it's one of those things with not being able to pick uh, a, a couple of
1: winners. So we're going to yeah. be on the opposite side of everything tonight, Markham.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll I'll see what you can. Yeah, talk me into, because the worst thing I can do is change my mind at the minute. I suppose I'm still performing a service and that everyone can just fade the bollocks, clean off everything that comes out of my mouth. Um, So, I mean, there's a, there's definitely a system there. Um Courtney is here, if it's not Patrick. I think it might be Courtney. you, hey, Courtney, how are you? And uh, Tottenham tidbits. <laughs> um, I'm not going to repeat that first bit, uh, although I giggled at it. Hello, mate, how are you? A uh, new name in the... Uh, in the YouTube comments Is that one of your uh, TikTokers, Baz? Your TikTok's still flying?
1: Could, could be, yeah We're getting a lot more people coming over from there at the moment I don't recognise the name I know Nigel and um, Harry from over there But yeah, probably from that way, I would suspect
0: Fair enough Right then, let's make some picks Let's get these little lads out of the way first We've got the SGPN Playoff Challenge um, Very proud to announce this Edge Boost, that's the first Bet now, play later, provider that enables you to double your bet at any sportsbook at, um or DFS site with no interest. Contest is bankroll style. You start with 10,000 virtual units. At the end of the playoffs, the biggest bankroll will win credit into higher advanced limits from Edge Boost. So the top three get a deposit match up to two and a half grand. Um, And the top 25 get a deposit match from Edge up to $500 with no interest fees. sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash NFL playoff. Uh, and we have got ooh, game time uh, to tell you about as well. Help you get tickets, uh, nice and cheap and without any hassle. Um, sport, music, comedy, theater, color deals. Um, best price guarantee you get the game time. Uh, will credit you 110% of the difference if you can find any tickets in the same section or row or, or, or less. Um, so snag the tickets without the stress, it's perfect for the playoffs. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Right, okay. Um, we have got a game on Friday night, which was originally on Monday, uh, but because of FA Cup replays, they've pulled it back. To Friday night. Um, on paper, it's not the most exciting game, but something's going to happen. There's going to be a winning bet in here somewhere. Seven forty-five uh, UK time, two forty-five Eastern time. Between Burnley and Luton. Uh, Burnley are nine to ten, minus one one one. The draw is twelve to five. In fact, that's drifted a little bit. Uh, Thirteen to five, plus two sixty. The draw and Luton Town are three to one. Um, Burnley are 19th in the league. They've still only won three games. And two of those um, were against the other two relegated, their promoted teams, So they beat Sheffield United and they won this reverse fixture. They won it 2-1 back on the 3rd of October. Um, They did get the first win against a non-promoted team when they turned Fulham over 2-0 over Christmas. And they've been a little bit better lately. I think the 3-2 defeated Villa was unfortunate. But again, is that the sign of just a, a, a bad team? Um, Liverpool was a tough game. And then they went and won at Fulham. So uh, they've got it to draw Brighton as well. So there's been signs of life from Burnley, I would say. Um, Luton are in 18th, one place above them. They have won two of the last three. Um, and there's still goals everywhere. Um in these Luton games, six of the last seven have gone over two and a half, and four of those six have gone over three and a half. I think it's really hard to take a side. Um, Tottenham, tip has is going under one and a half goals in the first half. It might be cagey. Um, I just, I like both teams to score, Barry. It's a, it's a reasonable price. It's four to five, minus 125. Like I say, goals everywhere in this Luton game. Burnley been better lately. In good versus these promoted teams, a 1 1 draw wouldn't surprise me here. Um, but I'll take yeah, both teams to score is going to be the play four to five minus
1: 125. plus yeah, so I actually backed Burnley in the, in the away leg at Luton when they won 2 1 um, at a good price as well. So I backed Burnley at just about the only game they won in the first 10. Um, so that was one of my successes this season, but I I still can't get my head around Burnley being odds on here. 19 to 20 is a bit short for me. They've lost seven of the last 10 Premier League games. And they've lost three in a row if you include the, the FA Cup game at the weekend. Their games have gone under two and a half in, in five of the last six as well. So that, that leans towards the unders for me. But um as you say, Burnley have improved ever so slightly. In the last couple of months, There's there's been a bit more. They've picked up seven of their 11 points in December alone. So they picked up more points in December than they have across the rest of the season combined. But Luton have also improved. It's not always shown in the, the results, but the, the, the performances are getting better. They picked up two wins in December as well. Um And they've won three of their last seven in the league. And that's in a run where they've played Chelsea, Newcastle, Arsenal, Man City. So winning three of seven in a run that includes them sort of fixtures is, is some good form. They were disappointed at the weekend in the FA Cup in that draw against Bolton. Um, but the same can be said against a lot of teams. You look at Spurs were disappointed, Villa were disappointed, um, got the results. But there was a load of Premier League teams who didn't put up a particularly uh, overwhelming display. Burnley did win the reverse fixture, but there was very little between the two teams at the side, at the time. And I think this tie is very close. Certainly closer than the books have got it, and therefore I have to take Luton 14 to 5. Um, or it's yeah, 14 to 5 is the price. I just think it's a big price. I've I've got the two teams closer than this. I wouldn't want Burnley at evens. Maybe, maybe you're right, maybe the draws are better, the better way to go. But for me, I think Luton are good value here. Um, I'm going to take Luton to beat Burnley at 14 to 5.
0: I agree with you, Baz. If you gave me a 20 pound note and Asked me to back one of these two teams, I'd take Luton uh at the prices. Absolutely. Maybe I like I say I'm running a little bit scared in the, the, the both teams to score option. But um is, is a side if, if I had to pick a side, um Luton Town out of the two uh would be the one. Um Brett, Brett Pund. Uh if you remember Brett um helped us preview Newcastle Fulham a few weeks ago. Uh, Brett's a Fulham fan. Newcastle drew Fulham in the FA Cup. Which means Brett gets to come back on the show in a few weeks' time. Um, he says he's quite happy with a two-one defeat, which is fair enough. I think what Fulham had to do tonight was just not get spanked, was be alive. He's staying alive is the name of the game, and they go back with a chance, and they didn't miss some chances at one-nil. Um, there was a uh, just a miscontrol when the lad was cleaned through, uh, and a couple of breakaways. But I think two-one was fair, but it could have been a little bit better for Fulham. But yeah, uh, absolutely staying alive. Uh, Michael Roberts is going for Luton No, the draw, yeah, covering both the options there. Um, and Harry Doherty's gone for Alfie Doherty. Um, is that just people in the name game there, Harry? Uh, Alfie Doherty, he's a good player, this Alfie Doherty. He's got a little bit about him. Over one and a half tackles uh, at five to six. And going up the ladder a bit as well, we've got a tackler's ladder on Alfie Doherty, over two and a half, uh, 12 to five, plus 240. Uh, next game, and I've had I changed my mind on this next game a million times in the last twenty four hours because we've seen both teams play. It's really, really hard. Um, Chelsea take on uh, Fulham. This is Saturday lunchtime, twelve thirty kickoff, seven thirty Eastern time. Chelsea three to five minus one sixty six. The draw is fourteen to five plus two eighty. Is that right? No, it draws out to plus three twenty. Uh, and
1: Fulham are 17-4, four, plus 4.25, Barry. Tricky? It is tricky, um, because as I said before, Chelsea are very hard to predict. Um, as are Fulham, because Fulham had gone through an absolutely great streak of form at one point, then hit that slide where they went three games without scoring a goal. Then they come back and beat Arsenal. Then they put up a good effort tonight against Liverpool. So two teams that are, are just hard to hard to predict at the moment. Um, Just two clean sheets, just sorry, just one clean sheet in the last 10 for Chelsea uh, was what stood out for me. Um, They're not keeping many clean sheets. That clean sheet came against Sheffield United as well. It's also the number of wasted chances, isn't it? Last night they did spurn tons of chances. We know Jackson's been poor in front of goal. He's gone off to AFCON now. We thought Nkunku might come back and make a difference. He's now got injured again. Which is a blow for them. Um, they need Palmer to be firing. Madwierki looks a decent player, but again, he's burned a few chances last night as well. And I just don't know how confident they are in that four-and-three of, of Sterling, Madwiercki, and Palmer, having seen them last night, struggle to get past Borough. I, I, so the, the first point for me, I look at the betting and I think how was how are Chelsea three to five here? I can't have that. That price—it's it's very similar to the first game. I just think the prices are a bit too far apart. They've won three of the last four games, but the wins against Palace, Luton, and Chef United, Fulham are a bit better than than all of those. They did also beat Fulham in the reverse fixture, so that's a tick in the box for Chelsea. And Fulham have been a bit in a bit of a slump lately, as I said. But I think that that ended with that really good win against Arsenal, and it—you know—haven't disgraced themselves tonight. Three to five Chelsea is just not for me. If you want to take this play safer, take double chance Fulham. You can get Fulham to win or draw at a reasonable price, probably around evens. Um, But the pick for me, I'm taking Fulham. I think Fulham are a great price as an underdog 17 to four plus 425. Um, This was before tonight's game and then take the 1 0 lead. And I'm sort of even more happy with what I was saying at that point. Um, So, yeah, the pick for me. Just think the Fulham price is too big. Haven't seen the way they played against Arsenal, I think they're more than capable of beating this Chelsea side. Chelsea, to lose to Fulham, 17-4.
0: Logs are bargained Baz. Two for two. He fancies Luton. He fancies Fulham. Um, yeah, two head-scratching teams. Um, We did see Chelsea struggle against a low block. And once Middlesbrough got in front, Chelsea did struggle. Um, uh, their players struggled as well, and they've only won four out of ten home games in the league, so you just can't back them. I don't want to back them, but you can't back them, um, at that price either. Like I say, missing uncunky, they're going to play with the false nine again, they're going to give uh Broger a run out. Um, they were just so un- unconvincing last night, but Fulham were all right tonight, uh, but we did kind of do this, Fulham, they can be all right and still get beat. Um we saw it 4-3 at Liverpool. We saw them play quite well tonight and get beat. They played quite well at Newcastle and got beat uh, last month as well. The last three away games, um, they lost they lost four-three at Liverpool, but the last two they've lost 3-0 both times. Um, it's just hard. And then they threw out a, a 2-1 home win against Arsenal. So it's really, really tricky. Um, I thought Fulham defended okay tonight, and I think Margot Silva's got a little bit about him, I and mean, he'll be fully aware. Chelsea struggle with this low block. So I think they'll be slightly less adventurous. We saw quite a similar comp game not too long ago when Chelsea lost two little to Brentford, Uh Baz. Um, so this is purely on the eye test because if you look down Chelsea's record, there's been goals everywhere until this Middlesbrough game. Um, And Fulham are just really, really hard. But I think Fulham can defend quite well. And they're going to try and sit in and frustrate Chelsea. I'm going to go with under two and a half, Baz. It's a big price. It's thirteen to ten. Um plus one thirty. Um the one one is a possibility. Um I wouldn't put you off the nil nil to be honest. So like you say, Fulham could go nick it on the break, just like Brentford did at Chelsea. But um, yeah, I don't I'm not I don't feel great about it. Like I say, I ended up with three unders from these five games. Um but yeah, I'll take under two and a half at thirteen to ten plus one thirty. Uh Alex Cordero. Um, has uh joined the chat. He's looking for a save ladder. Um, he says the save ladder has been profitable, so give us one, Alex. Uh, give us more. Than one
1: the- Michael, Michael's you- already put one out above. Uh, Michael okay. Roberts loves the save ladder as well. So he's he's put out the Leno or Leno, however you want to say it, save ladder over three and a half Leno saves in this one, uh, 10 to 11, and then upwards from there 94 for five saves, 92 for six saves, and 10 to one for seven saves. Okay, uh
0: Burnt Leno, get up. Yeah, he, uh, he, he made loads of saves tonight, he'd have been right up there on that save. Ladder. Every time I looked at the laptop, he was tipping one over the bar. He did a lot of that tonight. Um we got a new sponsor here, Baz, Cut. Cut K-U-T-T. Uh peer-to-peer social betting. Uh, we have that in this country, but it's quite new to the Americans. Um, so yeah, US based legal in 40 states. Um, you can bet against your friends or other users. On sports, politics, pop culture, other events, uh, loads of social features as well. Cut offers low VIG and fully customizable odds. You can create your own bets. And Cut handles the payment side of things, so you don't have to chase anyone down for your winnings. Uh, Group chats, betting leaderboards, head to head history, all sorts of things. Um, So, Cut is a peer to peer social betting platform that's US based. Head to cut.com. That's K U T T. Dot com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And Underdog Fantasy, great way to play alongside all your favourite fantasy players, NFL, NBA, NHL, college, basketball and football. Pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Watch along, make your picks, make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And use the code SGPN. And we will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Saturday tea time is another hard one. Um, Newcastle take on Manchester City. Still looking for... Um, I need Mafia. We'll reunite to get back in touch, Baz. Um, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or he's got a, uh, a way of getting in touch because he's across for the game and wanted to go for a pint. And I'm bang up for it, Mafia. So give us a shout. Uh, If you hear this, um, Twitter somewhere like that, uh, stick a comment on YouTube or, um, yeah, let me know. Newcastle here are 92 plus 450. The draw is Burlington, Bertie, 130 plus 333. Manchester United or Manchester City, sorry, are 11 to 20 minus 181. So this is, yeah, this is what I was just firing questions at Tiger last night, trying to trying to get someone to tell me something that was going to point me in a direction do you know what I mean? It's like honestly really really hard. Newcastle got that much needed easy win at Sunderland last week um, and it was it was much needed because our league form has been absolutely terrible um, one win and five defeats uh, and that win came when Fulham had man sent off after 20 something minutes so it was kind of gifted to us so you, you kind of instantly looking to f- maybe fade Newcastle. But then you, in black and white, you look at the home form and it says 1-8, lost two. Um, they're getting healthier as well. Some of the players are coming back. Absolute key for me here uh, is Joe Linton missing. Um, just the type of play areas in this type of game, the physicality, because Joe Linton's going to be out and they're going to play 17-year-old Lewis Smiley who's been absolutely brilliant. But I just think this type of game, the drop off is going to be absolutely marked. Like Manchester City is starting to go through the gears a little bit. I think they're looking to put a run together now, um, kind of trademark fashion. They come back from the World Club Cup um, and they, they've won a couple of games. Kevin De Bruyne is back. Uh, don't know quite how much is. whether he'll start or he'll get another half an hour off the bench. Harland's only 25% likely to play here as well. Um, Again, I've gone counterintuitive, Baz. Um, Newcastle lost to Manchester City early in the season, uh, second game of the season, I think. Manchester City won one nil. Comparison games up here. Newcastle won Arsenal nil. I don't know why I keep. I always put Man United in as a comparison game. But they're not. They're a comparison to Rotherham or some other shit. I think it's just a name. I need to train that name out of my head because that's right. But we beat Manchester United 1-0. We beat Manchester City 1-0 in the League Cup. And Newcastle can defend properly. They're very capable of defending properly. It's going to be a first-choice back four um, of Trippier, Shaw, who's the other centre-back, Botman. And, and either Burn or Tino will play left-back. So first-choice. Without with them missing, um, Haaland as well. I'm back on the under strain, Baz. Uh, Newcastle will be playing on the break. I don't think we'll have that much possession. Um, I think the under two and a half goals is good again. Five to four plus one twenty five, Baz.
1: Yeah, so it is. It is a tricky one. Uh, there's a couple of picks coming out. Alex fancies over two and a half and both teams to score in this one, which goes against you. Michael Roberts is putting out Bruno Gamares over two and a half fouls. Thinks is a good price at 11 to 4. Um, Bruno Gamares, actually, Malcolm. What I what I've noticed recently is he's more likely to get fouled than he is to commit a foul. Okay. He's averaging, I think he averages about one and a half fouls per game at the moment. But fouls drawn, I'm sure he's something like two and a half. Um 2.74 draw, um, fouls gained. He's actually the second most fouled player in the league, Bruno Gomes. So if you're looking for those bet builders and looking for things like that, fouls drawn for Gomes, He's brilliant at just getting his body in front of a player and just picking up a cheek, cheeky little foul. Um So yeah, want, want to keep an eye out on Gomes. He's getting fouled almost three, three a game. Um First things first on this game, I think we have to remember Newcastle are in a bad patch of form at the moment. The win against Sunderland doesn't change that three defeats in a row in the league and just one win in eight games before the Sunderland games. Most concerns is defensive form, which obviously doesn't go with what you're saying, Brad. I, I see some of your arguments. Everton and Forest put three past us. Spurs and Liverpool put four past us. Liverpool could have had seven or eight. Now, three of those four games were away from home. So you sort of, you know, you can take that. We do have better form at home. I know that. Um, but the way we fell apart against Forest is, is still a concern for me As I say, the, the, the Sunderland game was a brilliant result for us But it doesn't paper over those cracks I'm, I've still got that bit of concern in my head City seem to have came out the other side of their own mini slump They've had back-to-back wins in the league And a comfortable win at the weekend As well as their World Club Cup success If you consider that relevant in any kind of way but I did struggle. I struggled to make a case for Newcastle. I certainly couldn't back them to win it. But it is the sort of game where Newcastle could make life difficult. As you've mentioned, the last three games now between these two sides have gone under two and a half goals. The last two were 1-0. Newcastle were unlucky not to win this fixture last year. They were 3-1 up before City came back to take it 3-3. So we do have history in the last year to 18 months of, of making, making a game of these. But then I think back, so this is where I have these sort of contrasts. No, Newcastle could do all right here. And then you think back to the Liverpool game, which was just two weeks ago. Yeah. And if City go out and attack us in the same way Liverpool did, you could see us conceding a hatful again. Trend for unders in those head-to-head games. I, I look at that and I think, mm, do I go unders like you have? And then you think Newcastle's last five games have seen 19 goals in the five games. And every trend I found here I came across another stat to counter that, Like you would said at the start, it's very difficult games and a lot of that sort of stuff going on. So I have went very different. I went off-piste with something completely different, not being seen before, I don't think, on this show. And it's shots, Malcolm. Shots, total shots, and City okay. team total shots, to be specific. Man City averaged 17 shots on goal per game. They've had at least 18 shots in each of their last four league games. And you can get evens for them to have 16 shots on goal. That's not on target. That's just shots from anywhere. Um, over 15 and a half city shots at evens. Uh, as I say, they've hit 18 in each of, each of the last four games. So potential for a little bit of a ladder there. Um, let's have a look at what the prices are going up the ladder. For some reason, they don't have 16 and a half priced up. goes up in twos. Uh, so you can get 2-1 to one for 17.5 and 100-30 for 19.5. Newcastle give up about 14 per game across the season. But in recent weeks, if you dis- discount the Sunderland game, in recent weeks, Newcastle have been giving up close at of 20 shots per game, skewed a little bit by Liverpool, who had about 30, I think. But um, I-, I just think the City side of it, it, it's a different bet. It's a different way of playing it. But I- I've decided to go... Somewhere different, so I am going for City over 15 and a half shots at evens. But as a, you know, we've got a bit of chatting there about um keeper saves earlier, and that could be another way of playing it. If you do fancy City to have 15, 16, 17 shots in this game, then how many of them are Dubravka going to save? Obviously, you know, some of them will be off target, so you won't need seven, but you can get Dubravka saves. Um, market as well. I think I saw Dubravka saves was around the four mark. Yeah, so eleven to ten for over three and a half Dubravka saves. Uh, five to two for him to have five saves. And eleven to two for Dubravka to have six saves. So another way of playing it if you do fancy plenty plenty of city action, Dubravka saves could be another way of playing it. Um we've seen him have an absolute blinder against Liverpool. I think he had 10 saves in total in that game. Um a Newcastle average about four games. So another way of playing it could be that. But I'm I'm sticking with my city shots, but definitely the goalkeeper saves ladder would be another one I would potentially consider in this one.
0: Um yeah, I love that Baz. It's a good angle because, like I say, I was struggling for an angle, and you've got to be um creative, and that's exactly what you've done. Koisty uh, has joined us, hello mate. Um they love the ladder, Baz. Close to and, uh and Michael Roberts. We've got save ladders. we got shots ladders. Get up the ladder, Baz. Um, right, okay. Next up is uh, where are we going? Sunday lunchtime. Two o'clock. Two o'clock lunchtime, I think it is. Um, Everton take on Aston Villa. Everton are 9 to 5, plus 180. Draws 23 to 10, plus 230. Aston Villa 13 to 9, plus 145. Barry.
1: Yes, we start with Everton, who are another team who've had a change in fortunes recently. Michael's an Everton fan, so we'll get his thoughts on this one. Everton had that little purple patch, four wins in a row. They won five in six. They're now without a win in five in all competitions. Bonus for them, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is available, having successfully appealed against that ridiculous red card. How ridiculous is that, that you have a red card given by a VAR check and a pitch side review And then they look at it two days later and say, oh, that shouldn't have been a red card. How was it? VAR thought it was a red. The ref looked at all of those angles and thought it was a red. And yet everybody else is sitting there saying, that's not a red card. And then, you know, two days later, five days later, whatever it is, uh, oh, yeah, we got that wrong. Absolute shambles. Like That's twice this season they've had to overturn a red card that was given by VAR. They've done it with McAllister early in the season as well, didn't they, in the Liverpool Uh, game yeah shambles that is anyway Villa themselves uh, have started to show some signs of vulnerability lately I think I think Borough made them work hard for it in the FA Cup before that they needed a late penalty and what I thought was a very harsh penalty in injury time to get past Burnley lost to Man United drew with Sheffield United so they've they've had a little bit of a drop off they've conceded in each of the last four games both teams to scores being good in the last four games for Villa um And both teams to score also hit in three of the last four Everton games. So both teams to score was a, a bit of a starting point for me here. If I had to take a lean either way, turn your, your mic, can you mute your thing while I'm talking Because I'm getting a bit of feedback there. If I had to take a bit of a lean either way, I would probably lean towards Everton again as the underdog. Villa or top of the home form table. If take just their home home games in isolation, they, they would be top of the league. Um, but they're down in seventh on away form. The away form isn't as good. Villa did win the home game between these two sides, 4-0. But Everton were at the lowest at that time. Um, they have improved since. And they did beat Villa more recently in the AFL Cup. I said both teams to score was doing well lately. I think both teams to score... Is a good starting point, but it's slightly short. So I'm going to tag on the over two and a half. I'm going to take both teams to score and over 2.5 goals here at even money. Michael's in there with the same pick, our Everton fan. He says the Coure is back. I told you a couple of weeks ago, Michael had said to me, the biggest problem for Everton during that sort of bleak spell has been De courier And if he's back this weekend, that'll increase their chances. Villa is an underdog on. Um, Everton is an underdog on, a bad pick at all as well this week
0: no it's really really close it's that classic thing of um the slightly worse team at home and which kind of balances it out um a little bit and it's close on the books i think the books have got it just about right um the main concern for me with everton was that poor result at wolves last time that was a really really bad one because it looked like they'd give they'd stop doing that um and i was surprised that they still had that in them however uh, the decourier thing looks like it's pretty genuine in terms of how important he is. So, if he wasn't playing, that would explain why they would throw that one in. And I don't mind uh, Wolves at all, but Everton still have only won three out of ten at home, so it's hard for you to want to take them against Villa, who are a good side. They're sitting in second in the league, like, um, no real patterns with Everton on the both teams to score or the under two and a half. Um, so like we say, Aston Villa second, but their recent form has dropped off a little bit. Three two scraped past Burnley. Dodgy late penalty. Um Blue Tuna leads at Manchester United, which was a pretty poor show, really. And then they got a fairly lucky one one home draw against uh Sheffield United. So they've only won four of their ten away from home. So between the two of them, Everton have won three, Villa have won four. So it is quite hard to pick a side. Um I'm gonna take the draw, Barry. Uh, the draw is a twenty-three to ten uh, plus two thirty, and I also believe Barry this is going to finish one-one.
1: There
0: we go, one-one, uh, six to one. Right, one more game to cover. Uh, I'll tell you about Hall of Fame bets, uh, helping you win bigger, bet smarter this NFL season. Uh, Hall of Fame bets this is a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research NFL, NBA and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put your parlays into the parlay Optimizer. It'll break down your hit rates by a leg, give you expected probabilities, who's hot, who's not, etc. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Finally, Sunday afternoon, 4.30, um, 11.30 Eastern Time. Manchester United take on Tottenham Hotspur. Manchester United are 5-4, to four, uh, plus 125. Um the draw is at 13-5, t- uh, plus 260. Tottenham are at 2-1. to one. Uh, Finally, Barry, the game which I found a little bit easier to hackney-cut. um Tottenham have signed... Uh, Dragicin is it Raji Dragicin lad from Genoa Romanian centre-back young lad interest from Munich don't know much about him don't know if he'll get a game here probably a little bit quick um, but yeah good signing there for Tottenham Manchester United one win in five um, in the league which was that 3-2 comeback win against Aston Villa uh, really should have been locked up and then the only other little tick in a box is the 0-0 they got at Liverpool uh, that day when they part the bush. Um, so really, they're the only competitive performances they've put up. Um, and against top sides, or against top half sides, sorry, not even top sides, they have struggled. They lost 3-1 at open to Brighton. They lost 3-0 at Tottenham to Manchester City. Um, Tottenham won't change. Now, they are going to be missing Son. Um, he's off to the Asian Cup. Uh, so that's going to be a bit of a problem. But they've won four of five and they've scored in doing so four, two, two, two and three. So plenty of goals around. They're scoring uh, 2.2 goals per game away from home uh, and conceding 1.6 goals per game away from home. Um, As a result, the Brooks are on to those goals, markets. both teams to score and the over uh, two two and a half. They're both north of um, one to two, minus 200. So, you'd have to be brave to take that. I nearly bottled it, Bas, and went for the cards market. And I do like the cards market. I looked into the numbers. I think Tottenham's kind of mad style of play really isn't conducive to Manchester United. They were very, very slow. The pedestrian, like we joked last week, we had Amrabat not being able to move. McTominay looks like he's towing a caravan. Um, so I think there's some cards to be added here. I think this could be a bit of a shootout, a bit of a basketball match. So you're going to get lots of little, those ones for breaking down, uh, breakaways and stuff like that, little shirt tugs and ankle taps. Um, five and a half cards over, five and a half is nine to 10. Minus one, one, one. one. But I have to Spurs
1: Two to one. Plain and simple, quite considerably the better team, Barry. Two to one, Tottenham. Neither team came out of the FA Cup wins particularly easily. Uh, Man United were bang average against Wigan. They had to resort to diving to put the game to bed in the second half. Um, and Spurs needed a late goal to overcome Burnley. Penalty for Bruno Fernandes, Malcolm? You having that? It's a dive, isn't it?
0: No, it's not a penalty at all.
1: And what's annoying me
0: about this whole thing is all of a sudden the word contact back because yeah. Liverpool against Newt, That's the last week Oh, oh, but there was contact. Well, there's not contact. Contact does, is not a foul.
1: Where does it say contact a foul? The offense there's, is. It's just going it to be my point because there's this, and commentators are saying it, and therefore everybody on social media says it. Well, he did touch him, so it was a penalty. It doesn't work like that. And you can go oh. back and you can look at the beginning of last season. The referee said they were going to make a conscious effort to consider the. Amount of contact, whether it was enough to influence what's happened. And the fact of the matter is the Diaz won, the Jota won, the the Villa won against Burnley and the Bruno Fernandes won. Every one of them could have stayed on their feet. There wasn't enough contact to justify them going down and not enough for it to justify a penalty. But they'll give them every week now because they've set the stall out. They've, they've set that as the limit. If you, if you touch someone, how many times do we see at a corner players with their arms wrapped around each other yeah. How much how much more does that impede a player than what the foul was in those situations? It's so much more difficult for a striker there than if you get the slightest clip on a toe or, or whatever. I mean, Fernandez gets clipped on his toe, he goes down holding his shin. He's an absolute shit house like. But they're gonna keep giving him every week now, and it's a shambles because they did set their did
0: stall you say out the night like. No, you were Willy Wonka, weren't you? No, I was Willy Wonka and I. I was it all happened pretty quick, but Willian could have gone down twice before he slotted. He sort of got it. Oh, sorry. I think it was maybe Jimenez or someone got across Van Dijk, who gave him the arm on the shoulder. He stayed up. And I was going to fucking go down. He then knocks it into William who skips past the defender. And again, he could have gone down. And I've got my head in my hands. And then he slots. He manages to slot, which I was happy with. Um, but the, the offence is... Tripping or attempting to trip an opponent, or kicking or attempting to kick an opponent. Now I could, you might have to trip someone up, Baz. You could trip me up, no problem. I could come down there and I would trip you up, or I could kick you. But if your shin grazes my foot, that's not a foul. You haven't kicked me or tripped me up. We've just touched each other. Um, so yeah, it's absolute horseshit, Baz. I hate the whole thing.
1: Anyway, where were we? Manchester Spurs. No
0: idea. <laughs> uh, Tottenham Two the to one.
1: Yeah, Spurs had a, had a bit of a struggle haven't they um, I think we need to look beyond the FA Cup look at the league form Spurs had struggled a little bit with, with injuries um, Madison, Van der Ven, Romero, suspension all of that, but they've came back four wins in the last five Man United on the other hand, one win in the last five Romero might be back this weekend I'd, I'd imagine the new bloke won't be available, they've signed Timo Werner as well Malcolm, you never mentioned that one I don't
0: know if that's... I like he's him, Baz. He's, he's, do you know what? I'm going to slot him straight in with uh, fucking Darwin. Darwin is, is there? They're my two, two favourite strikers in the league. They're right up my street, do loads of stuff and never, ever, ever score. How Darwin didn't score tonight was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Werner, we he, yeah, put him on the list. I
1: like him. We say this every week about Darwin. You say it every week. Um, I keep telling you, shite. They won't have son... Um Son's off to Asia Cup now. Pat a saws another one missing, so they are missing a few. But I just think Man United are devoid of any confidence at the moment. I thought Hoyland might have improved once he got off the mark, but he was back as usual at the weekend. Should have scored. Couldn't find
0: his arse with both hands. Him like,
1: yeah, he's garbage. He's he's up there with Darwin Nunes and Timo Werner. Rashford body language still looks terrible, not interested. Anthony's apparently injured now. I don't know whether they just say that every time they've had enough of him and they want to bin him for a couple of weeks. He keeps getting ill or, or injured. To be honest, Anthony being injured is probably a good thing. The juror is still out on Garnacho for me. I find him very inconsistent. One week I think he looks brilliant. And the next week I just think, nah. Eh. So I'm not really sure there. I just think you've got to go back to the form. One win in five Man United against four wins in five Spurs. Spurs are the underdogs. <laughs> this is another one where I just can't, I can't correlate the odds with with my thinking on the game. You have to favour Spurs here, underdog once again. Definitely, is is the direction. But I'm going a little safer. I'm, I'm taking the Spurs team total as you say. There might be goals at both ends. Might be a bit of a wild one. Man United have led in nine in the last five. Even when the beat fell, they conceded two. Only Liverpool failed to score against them. So they have conceded two or more in four of the last five games, and Spurs have scored two or more in all of their last five. Even in defeat to Brighton, Spurs managed to get two. I actually took Spurs team total in that game. Brighton go four nil up. I think I'm dead. And Spurs come and get their two goals. So I'm going to stick with that. Over one and a half Spurs goals at evens is the pick for me. Nice. I don't mind your two to one for them to win as well. I think I think it's a good price. I just think if I want to go a little bit safer. The team total over one and a half Spurs goals for me. Okay,
0: nice. Like that. Baz, um, right, okay, that is five games handicapped. We've done five games in the time it normally takes us to do ten games, Baz. So I don't know what's going on there. Although it doesn't we've got,
1: We'll talk for an hour, won't we? That's yeah, honest. that is true. Uh, what's Pat throwing out
0: here? Spurs to win, spurs over one and a half. Yep, cash money pat, cash waiting. Um, so fancy stuff, Barry. The whole world is waiting for your accumulator. So we'll let them wear. We'll throw out mine first. Um, people, you can uh, the, the sound of people not picking their pens up is deafening. My accumulator, Barry, for this weekend, it's uh, both teams to score. The three timer buzz: Burnley, Luton, Chelsea, Fulham, and Everton, Villa. Um, that is three point seven to one uh, plus three seventy. So not hugely. Uh exotic, but I need a winner. Um, my underdog has to be Tottenham at two to one. And for a goal scorer, I'm gonna go with Richarlison uh, to take over duties as the top man at Tottenham, uh, with Youngmin son away in Qatar. Uh, six to one, first and last goal, Richarlison is and seven to four plus one seventy five to score at any time, Barry.
1: I'll kick off with my scorer because I've also gone with Richarlison. As you see, I scored five in his last six. um, Seven to four anytime, six to one first goal. So the scorer is a team ride on Richarlison. My underdog of the week, I could have took my pick from any of these, Malgam. Um, Mm -hmm. Luton at 14 to five, I'm going to go with, is my underdog of the week pick. And in terms of the Acre, it's a bit different this week because we've only got five games to choose from. So feeling the pressure a bit. I've really found it hard to come up with a treble. So I've actually, I'm starting off with a double. It's a team total double of Fulham to score two or more and Spurs to score two or more. Six to one for the double. Fulham to put two past Chelsea. Spurs to put two past Man United. Easy. Six to one. And then we'll add in Luton to score two against Burnley. 20 to one for the treble. So a bit different than usual because we've got less games. So, Team total double. Fulham Spurs to score two or more at six to one. Stick in Luton for a treble to make it twenty to one. And I've got some big, big parlays for you here, Malcolm. Some uh okay, I've looked at every single one of these games tonight, and my first thought is the underdogs got a chance in every single one of them. Um yeah. No one's massively surprised if Spurs beat Man United, Luton beat Burnley, Fulham beat Chelsea. Everton beat Villa. None of them are a big shock. Arguably, Newcastle beating Man City would be a surprise, but we've seen them compete with them at home before. So, I'm just putting some ideas out. Mark them all five underdogs this week is 920 to one. Um, take the City game out if you want. Take the other four. Just take the City game if you don't think Newcastle do their part. Fair enough. But the other four have all got a chance. 166 to one for Everton. Fulham, Luton and Spurs 166 to 1. Or if you want to go a little bit safer again, you could go all five underdogs on the double chance market so to win or draw. Um so you are sticking Newcastle back in but you're covering the draw in each of the games as well. 25 to 1 um for all four of those underdog on the double chance. Or again if you drop the City game out, you can get that at 10 to 1 double chance for the other four. I just think the underdogs have got potential like they're good prices. You could stick them in a in a Yankee or you know round robin as they'd call it over there. Um good good price underdogs. A few of them might hit this week. Um let's have a little sprinkle on some of the big money stuff. I'll also have because there's less Premier League, I'll have more EFL stuff and things like that this weekend, but I'll I'll put that out in the usual socials. Um the crowd are going absolutely wild, Baz, for that nine hundred and
0: twenty to one. Uh, the uh, everyone in the chat buzzing. Oh, yeah, I love that pass You're yeah, right, though. Um, absolutely, it wouldn't come in as a shock, like you see, if, if three, four, or five of them got over the line. So, um, could be one of those weekends to go absolutely wild. Um, I think that's us done, Barry. Uh, 20 seconds before that hour. Anything you want to add before we get going? Um,
1: no, I'm gonna go out and um, commit. Commit some school now, Malcolm. I've got a got, I've got a confession to make um, about my uh, nocturnal activities on a Wednesday night. I, I have no idea where this is going at all, buddy. Well, I have been getting up to no good on a Wednesday night for for some time now. Uh, it's about time I come clean about it. Um, we've got a family of four here, quite a big family, and with that comes a lot of um, a lot of rubbish. And uh, Thursday morning has been there, Malcolm. <laughs> And I'm regularly struggling to to get all of the rubbish that we have into our one bin. So on, on a Wednesday night, I have to wait till very late to put the bin out. And the next door neighbor's like a pensioner, which is on her own. Oh. I have a lot of rubbish, Malcolm. So um, I go out under the cover of darkness, put a woolly hat on, scarf around my face and, I, and sneak a bag or two in her bin. What do you think about that? Is that, is that acceptable behaviour?
0: No, not really, Barry. This is... Uh... It's people like you, why community and society is really struggling at the moment, Barry.
1: Uh, right. But yeah. I don't know if she'd mind. I think if I knocked on the door and asked her and said...
0: Well, exactly do that. Mean,
1: right? It's a bit of a funny thing to say. I've noticed you haven't been filling your bin up very much. Why have you been looking at me bin? Um, the pro- I tell you what, I had a problem last last week. Christmas had been around and she'd clearly... Must have had family round or something because there was it was full. So I've, out, so I've already wheeled out my full bin. I normally do that about now, ten o'clock, and then about midnight I'll go out with me my extra bag to put in her. So I goes all the way down, opens a bin. There's nothing. There's no room. So I'm stood there mm. with a extra bag that but won't fit that. In my bin. It won't fit in her bin, and I'm looking around the street thinking, who's the next likely? You know, I Ended up having to just um, try and squash it into mine so I had the lid right up like that. Um, so I was because I felt like that was the point where I could have knocked on her door and said, Um, you've, you've sort of stitched us up a little bit this week, can you Can you, and, uh, can you cut back on your rubbish? Because uh, I, I need to use that, but but yeah, Does be she, live by herself,
0: right?
1: she lives by herself, yeah,
0: yeah. Is she your immediate neighbor? She is. And you, do you not know her name? You wouldn't
1: know. Her I know a name. Her name speak, yeah, then? I mean, I'm not going to put it out on you. Like you might not want to be named. I, I, I'm fairly confident if I if I shouted over the fence and said, "Would you? Would you mind if I used your bin every now and then?" She has offered before um, with the garden bins. Sometimes I don't pay for my garden bin because you have to pay extra to have your grass collected. And sometimes she'll say, "Do you want to put your grass in my bin?" Um, I've started paying for my bin now because that's a bit shameful, isn't it? Making the old woman yeah. next more pay for it, and then putting your garden waste in her bin. Um, so I have been shamed into that. Um, but yeah, I th- I'm sure I should be fine. But Yeah, there you go. That's take, what I get make round, take her
0: a little make a little cake or a loaf of bread or something. If you next time you're fanning about in the kitchen, make a little extra something and just take it round. That would be
1: the the just to clear my conscience. Just like so, don't mention anything, but just feel better in my conscience about it all. <laughs> Michael says.
0: This 920 to one Hacker wins, he's going to come round personally and empty a bin for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'd love to see you in a high vase, Michael, with a, uh, a wheelie bin on your back. Yeah, we'll get that going. Right. Well, that was fascinating, Barry. I'm sure everyone's uh, life is a lot more enriched for listening to your uh, tales of bin action. Thank you, Barry. Uh, don't forget to put your 94 quid for being late in the pot. Yeah, Thank you, everyone who joined us in the chat. The chat was buzzing tonight, all sorts of names. I missed a few. Brett was here. Tottenham, Titbits, um, all sorts of people. So, yeah, thank you very much. We'll be back. What time on Sunday, Baz? Should
1: we do this now? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock Sunday, same as last Sunday. Yeah. 10
0: o'clock on Sunday, not 5 past 10, not 10 past 10. 10 o'clock on Sunday. Um, and we will pick over the bones of this 920 to 1 winner. <laughs> uh fantastic stuff thanks everyone uh for listening like review thumbs up all that shit uh back on sunday and we will see you down the road cheers